Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 59 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is November 17th, 2021. Say Hey Rob is back. What's going on, Rob? Hello, Say Hey Douglas. Missed you last week. Great episode. Say Hey Douglas. Say Hey Douglas, man. That's what I know you as. I just don't tell nobody else. I feel like I'm in trouble. (laughs) But yeah, good to be be back, Um, you know. Works busy, prepping up for the holidays. You know, a lot of stuff going on, but um, a lot of stuff going on in our little world here too. With uh, our old buddy Brandon Belt, looks like he's uh, going to be a giant again. Accepting the one guy out there, accepting the qualifying offer. Man, how's that make you feel, Doug? Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we are joined tonight. <laughs> We are joined tonight by Giants Chatter co-admin Chris Corbett. Chris, welcome back to the show. How's it going, brother? Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. What's happening? Welcome back to you as well, Rob. Ah, thank you. Doing well, you know. It's been a pretty interesting and busy last couple days in the baseball world. You know, some signings, you know, the the postseason awards being handed out. You know, a pretty big day up here in Toronto with Robbie Way winning the – Al Cy Young. I was just, much... I was just gonna, I was gonna bring that up. I wanted, yeah, I wanted he, to hear your it, thoughts on it. He, uh, he got, he won that a lot bigger landslide than I expected. Yeah. I was shocked when I seen he had twenty nine of the thirty first place votes, with the uh, only vote going coming from a Detroit writer. I thought it'd be closer between him and Cole. Cole must not have because Cole was on the Cy Young show on uh, MLB Network today where they talked all the top three nominees. And uh, I don't think he was there. It was only Robbie Ray and Lance Lynn. Yeah. Now, uh, Chris, now, now, Chris, uh, is there any way you can pull any strings up there in Canada to get uh, Robbie Ray to I'm trying. You know, come, come out here? I'll see what I can do. I'm going to try and get it <laughs> added in as far as if he uh, moves down to San Francisco that I have to come with him. So I'm, yeah. trying, to, I'm trying to work on that. Now he he was on if I miss correct me if I'm mistaken he was on a one year was it eight million dollar deal or something like that. Yep, one year is eight it, million dollar deal. That is you know. got to be the best bargain. I mean, for like winning a Cy Young, I yeah. mean, in recent memory, that's incredible. Yeah, like that's got to be one of the best bang for your buck signing yeah. in like a long time. You know, like 
I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure what Cliff Lee made the year he, you know, went from being an atrocious starter to the next year just becoming a complete stud with the Indians and uh, winning the Cy Young. So, but yeah, Robbie Ray signed with the Jays, I think, within like a week of free agency. You know, he was, was traded. Yeah, he was traded last year at the deadline for uh, former Giant Rule 5 pickup, actually, Travis Bergen. And uh, just a one-for-one one trade. I, I still can't believe Toronto pulled that trade off. I don't care how bad Ray was a reliever for a starter, and they turned him into a Cy Younger. That's a Cy Young Award winner. Like, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, you got Robbie Ray on that one-year deal, wins yep. Cy Young. Marcus Simeon was a one-year, what, $18 million deal? $18 million, And yep. he was a dark horse MVP candidate. And yeah. that, yeah. what a year for, for, your, for your Jays, man. Super exciting. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Cy Young winner, two MVP finalists, and don't make postseason. But Chris is also uh, a huge San Francisco Giants fan. Just rem- want to remind everybody that. Oh, yeah. um, and so let's let's talk some Giants. We'll start off. Uh, we got a couple of things we'll discuss today. Um, again, it's the offseason, so, you know, nothing like too serious. You know, we kind of laid back here on the Say Hey podcast. I can get into my, you know, nice, you know, deep, chilling like it's November voice. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Always stressful. So, so today was the deadline for qualifying offers to be accepted or declined. And it was at two o'clock Pacific. That was the deadline, five o'clock Eastern. And I think at about like what one twenty, so like with forty minutes left, um, news comes out that Brandon uh, Brandon Belt, surprisingly, at least surprisingly to me, he accepted, um, you know, the one year eighteen point four million dollar uh, qualifying offer from the Giants. Um, and I'll I'll get to my thoughts on that in a minute. But um, you know, what does this mean? Forget the contract stuff. Like, let's just talk like baseball. Um, Chris, I'll get your thoughts first. Like, what does bringing uh, Brandon Belt back mean for this Giants team in 2022? Well, I, th- I think the one good thing is, you know, it solidifies a position. Uh, you know, other than, you know, the free agent market right now for first baseman isn't that great after, you know, Freddie Freeman and Anthony Rizzo. Um, I can't even think of another first baseman besides those two. So, you know, it gives them a solid option. You know, go go caliber first baseman. I know he's never won it. So, but like, you know, he's great on defense as we've seen how much he was missed. You know, when we had Flores and Ruff there, you know, he, his glove Wade. is definitely. Wade. Oh, yeah. Wade, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I was trying to forget about Wade at first. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, those three, you know, can't could not even come close to what Bell provides at defense at first base and not even the, you know, team leading 29 home runs he hit this year. You know, it's just, I'm, I want that one year where he just, everything works out and he doesn't, you know, twist his ankle stepping on a, a sidewalk rock, you know, like I just, I just want a healthy year from him because I'd love to see, especially building off of this year. Yeah, like can't we get 145 games out of Brandon Belt? Like that'd be great. I mean, I yeah, you know, it, Rob and I have our, you know, I don't know how many times I've said this disclaimer. Rob and I are critical of Brandon Belt, blah blah blah. But I mean, and and Rob, I want to get your thoughts too. Um, you know, like, are you excited that Belt's gonna be back? Like, are you upset? Like, 
now kind of tie in like this contract. Like, are you excited with what he's coming back? I'll kind of expand on, you know, there could be more coming salary wise regarding Brandon Belt, but how do you feel about him coming back at the moment? You know, I guess I'm a little indifferent about it. Like it's super exciting. Like I guess from a fan standpoint that Brandon Belt was willing to accept a one-year $18.5 million qualifying offer when nobody else in baseball was accepting and forego a chance to get out there at free agency and maybe get one last big contract elsewhere, maybe to see if other GMs valued him a little more than Farhan and Scott Harris do. Like, that's what free agency is, and that's what that's why players like to get into that. And for him to say, you know what, we can work something out here, but no matter what, I want to accept this. I want to make sure I'm staying here. I want to stay with what we got going. Obviously, the analytical process with Brandon Belt has did wonders for him this year when he was on the field. I mean, he looked like a new man up there. Always had a great view for the strike zone, and the powers have always been there. But, you know, for him to string it together more consistently – that was exciting to see. And like you said, Doug, we've been very critical of him over the years and striking out big situations and going through prolonged slumps, you know, for three weeks at a time usually. But yeah, you know, we, like Chris nailed it when he was out there for four or five weeks and rough and poor Lamont Wade had to step in there and lower a position on the fly and Wilmer Flores. That was a huge, huge hole on from a defensive standpoint and it still blows my mind to this day that he has not won a gold glove i mean he is i still say he's best in the game on defense and hopefully one of these days he can snag one but so but to know that he's confident in what's going on out here in san francisco that does excite me a, a bit it's just the whole past with belt and his injuries and you're just hoping he can string it together and finally had that big season we've all been waiting for. And he was close last year, very close, best season yet. Yeah, I mean, he he was he was solid when he was on the field. I mean, he uh, a guy that when he was out there, I think you and I collectively got to a point where it's like, all right, you know, like especially facing righties, like you know, we expect good things out of Brandon Belt, and like you guys both touched on defensively, like Brandon Belt's there. I mean, he's one of the best in the game, if not the best in the game. Um, especially in the National League, uh, picking the ball over there at first. And it was missed when he was gone. I mean, he did he, – so he play, he appeared in 97 games this year, which, again, um, sucks because you, you want to get more out of your, you know, the cornerstone in your first baseman. 90, uh, 97 games, he hit 274 with a 378 on-base percentage. But in those 97 games, 29 home runs, 59 RBIs, um, in 65 runs and, and, you know, uh, usual, uh, Brandon belt line, 12.6% walk rate. Like the guy's gonna, you know, work counts, grind out at bats. Um, you know, the thing with him is like, I'm excited because I, I, I hope that he can come back. And if he stays healthy, like the steamer projections on fan graphs have him, like if he plays in 130 games next year, they have him at 29 home runs again, 81 RBIs hitting, you know, uh, really well again next year. But um, I think when you tie in to him um, accepting this qualifying offer, one to me that means he still wants to be here for sure. Um, and I don't think there was really any, 
like if he's accepted, I know he took the whole 10 days to make a decision on this, but it was like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, let's just see what we're going to do. And then I think a lot of us, me included, number two was, well, I think he'll decline it and then he'll take a two-year deal. But now that I've more like processed it and thought about it, you know, I really think he accepted it because what it does is it protects him from not getting the qualifying offer next year. So if he's healthy, you know, like it's, it's for sure he's going to go get, you know, probably a two, maybe three-year deal after next year. So I think it protects him from, um, you know, not missing out on a good, decent sized contract next year. So, but, you know, we were talking in our Giants chat, uh, chatter admin, um, you know, message messages earlier. And we think that there's a really good chance because the Giants didn't really come out and say anything for some time that there's a possibility that he still signs a, you know, two, maybe three year deal or whatever, two with an option. Um, do you guys think this is, realistically going to happen or do they write out this one year 18.4 i think there's a good chance they hash something out it wouldn't surprise me if if he wouldn't want it as well you know to go the posy route go what we've heard the crawford route spend his entire career with the organization you know i, I think you just nailed it on the head i think you know if it's something doesn't work out and he can't get a multi-year deal he does have next year and like you said, he he can't be qualified, can't get the qualifying offer again. So I think I think that's big for him. But I, you know, the talk the last couple of weeks has been, uh, you know, that Farhan was talking to Belt's agent and Descofani's agent at the GM meetings last week about multi-year contracts. So, you know, I'm hoping they get something worked out. If not, okay, we just you know start over next year. See what's out there because that is one position in the system that is fairly thin. Very true. Um, they have Logan Wyatt, who is probably the closest right now, and not much else as far as first baseman go. And it's funny because oddly enough, all these years you have first baseman seemingly everywhere, just hitting forty bombs, forty bombs, doing this, and you know, like oh, anybody can play first base, and you know what? The Giants really haven't had that luxury because whenever Brandon Belt gets hurt, they have a hard time replacing him over, over there. And as much as we've criticized him over the years, you know, it seems like there's always a big hole when when he's not there, at least at least on on defense. But yeah, like with with him having an opportunity with Freddie Freeman and who else is out there? Rizzo. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Rizzo, you know, guys like that. I mean, he he was going to get, you know, the market was going to be high for him. And for him to, you know, say, forget that. And we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to ride this out and, you know, work something out between us. Like, yeah, like, I think that's a good look for the organization. And, yeah, Brandon Crawford resigned, everybody like everybody that. So, and with Buster Posey retiring, you know, it's good that they wanted, they're trying to, keep that nucleus together and the players are making it a point to, you know, let's see what we can do here. And let's, you know, give, you know, give the front office an opportunity to go out and get, get some other guys, but, but it remains to be seen if they work out a, a multi-year deal here in the next uh, couple, couple weeks. And, but if, if he goes with that uh, one-year deal, you know, I would, I wouldn't blame him because yeah, like Chris said, it keeps it out of the situation that, you know, next year at bare minimum, doesn't have to go through this process again. That's a great point, though, what you say. Like, it, it's really telling because he could absolutely go out 
test the market, even with, you know, a big hunch of I'd really like to stay here and there's a good chance I will, but I just want to hear, you know, like what other organizations think of me. Cause he could absolutely, you know, go out and stretch someone into giving him three years for like 60 mil, 63 mil somewhere in there and maybe overpay a little for Brandon belt services. But um, you know, we'll never know. So it's, it's guaranteed. He's going to be here for at least one more year. So um, overall, yeah, I mean, this is, Farhan came out and said this is one of his top priorities to take care of this offseason, especially, um, you know, with a possible work stoppage coming up in two weeks. Um, it's going to be it's really uncertain what's going to be going on um, in regards to, you know, free agency, bringing guys back. And a lot's already happened with the Giants. Obviously, Posey retired and they, you know, they locked down Crawford during the season still. And now Brandon Belt's at least back for one more year. So. They're already checking off boxes, um, and it's. I'm excited for these next two weeks because I don't know either if it's going to sway. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but like in these next two weeks before December first, before this, you know, CBA expires, it's like, are we going to see like teams just go nuts and you know, like make all these signings, make all these moves before stuff happen, or like before stuff stops? Because once it comes around, like you're not going to be seeing anything, or are they going to kind of wait it out? And um, just say, okay, well, we want to see like what new terms are brought into the agreement and blah, 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 and that stuff. And then we'll make our moves accordingly. So I'm really interested to see how these next two weeks are going to go out. I know last week, Jeff Passan tweeted out that he has heard that Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon could sign before the December 1st because of the impending lockout. And one thing I thought of, because the talk has been, okay, there's going to be a lockout, get things settled beginning, middle of February. You know, we got to remember these, these guys are humans, you know, so they're going to have, they won't know till February where, you know, they're living, where they're bringing their wife and kids, and, yeah. you know, if they're moving cross country, you know, so like hypothetically, if like somebody like Marcus Simeon leaves Toronto to play for San Francisco, you know, even though he is a Bay Area guy, you know, like he has to uproot moving from one country to like a completely different coast. So, you know, I wonder if the players take that in a factor, you know, that like I don't want to be rushing around with like two weeks to go before spring training before I know where I'm playing and have to, you know, move my, you know, six month old kid and wife with me, you know. So I, I think there's a, I think the human factor comes into play there too. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to be scrambling, you know, a week or so, or not a week, like a month before the season starts. But some players who are on their first opportunity to go out and be a free agent and get some real money, like their agents are going to be encouraging them to like, hey, write this out, you know, let's see what we can, you know, work out with the, with this with this new CBA, and you know, let's see how much we can get you, you know, you know, don't don't rush this process because. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, these old, these older guys, you know, like you said, a guy like Simeon, who's been around a while, that's a good example. A guy like Robbie Ray, who's been around a while, they probably aren't going to want to do that. You know, they, they probably rather figure out, okay, where am I going to be? Let's figure this out. I got a family, you know, I, I'm going to be signing a most likely a four or five year contract wherever I go. And like, yeah, I got Corey Seager too. So, yeah, I guess it just comes down to preference. And like, and it's going to be interesting to hear 
where like where, where, where the agents you know come out on on this new CBA deal because I think there's going to be a lot of you know back and forth between players and their and their agents about how they want to go about this process. It's gonna be really interesting. I'm curious how it's gonna impact you know like the waiting game. Like I think I think a guy like Chris Bryant is gonna be a perfect example of. In a regular offseason, especially Scott Boris is his representative, you know, his agent, like, hey, this is you're the type of player. Let's wait things out. You know, we could even get into maybe late January, early February before you strike a deal um, because, you know, of your defensive versatility, you're in your prime right now. This is going to be your your big payday. You know, let's wait it out and see what we get. I, I am curious to see how the CBA expiration is going to affect that. Um, because, yeah, I mean, you you really could see, like Chris and, and Rob, you guys' examples are really good of guys want to know where they're going um, so they're not rushed last minute, even though if, if this does go on, you know, I would assume that the season's going to get pushed back, the start date at least. But, yeah. you know, if they get things done quick enough and they can still pitchers and catchers report, you know, like mid-February, spring training starts late February, Guys are going to want to know where they're going before then, probably. So uh, we could see a flurry of moves in the next, you know, 10 to 14 days. And that that'd be a hell of a lot of fun for us fans. <laughs> I'll say that. So curious to see how it goes down. <clears throat> um, the one player you won't see signing between now and then, I pretty much guarantee would be Nelson Cruz because he is the one player that is highly impacted by the new CBA. Sure. Because if they adopt the DAH and the NL, He's open mm-hmm. to 15 more teams. If the current rules stay the same, he's limited to the AL because no NL team would sign him without the DH. So he's a player that you will not see signed until the uh, CBA is dealt with. And, you know, I agree 100% on Chris Bryant because there's not many players here like him available with that versatility. You know, there's Chris Bryant and Chris Taylor. Yeah. You know, basically the two guys who can play everywhere, but they're not even really the same player. And my guy, Mark Canna, my guy, Mark Canna. Yes. (laughs) Forgot about Canna. (laughs) Discount Canna. Um, Anyways, let's move on. I want to talk real quick about um, Gabe Kapler. So last week, um, I believe it was Friday, uh, the Giants announced that they uh, extended him for another two years. So he will be managing uh, San Francisco through 2024, which, you know, I, I know that he had a lot of criticism coming out of Philadelphia, you know, personal stuff. We don't need to get into that, but also how things went down with the Phillies and how he managed things. Um, And then he comes here in a weird 60 game season and he almost sneaks into the playoffs with a roster that was, you know, like not even in rebuild mode. It was kind of just like in stuck mode last year. And then, you know, you give Farhan and co uh, the off season this year and you know, this was a team that was supposed to maybe go win 80, 82 games, um, you know, and miraculously fight for a wild card spot. Instead, they go win, uh, you know, a franchise record, 107 games. They win the West. They almost almost get past the Dodgers uh, and get into the NLCS, um, you know, and, and Gabe Kapler's a huge credit to that. He was fantastic this year leading into yesterday. Um, he was voted the National League Manager of the Year. Um, so he was recognized for what he was able to do this season with the Giants. Um, you know, Rob, I'll start with you. Kind of talk about, like, the impact that Kapler's made 
um, in this organization. You know, obviously, like, are, are we bought in on this guy now for the long term? And like the way he does things, he's obviously kind of like a new school coach. You know, give your thoughts on manager with the extension and winning manager of the year. Yeah. Um, talk about a uh, tough gig, you know, coming in after Bruce Bochy, just right, right off the bat. Like, that's a little pressure. And then getting all that flack from media in Philadelphia and I mean that's not an easy place to manage we all know that not an easy place to play either though so good luck Bryce Harper you know with that 95 year contract but yeah <laughs> so I mean he was coming in coming out of some rough times you know over there and and coming in for a place Bruce Bochy a guy who won three championships the only championships that, that we've gotten out, out here in San Francisco so tough gig and he just it seems like he's done a very good job of just kind of easing the culture and just getting everybody to play on that same level, everybody to, to, to play loosely. Obviously there's a lot of analytical stuff that he believes in a far, far and believes in. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, numbers and decimals that go into everything that they do. We all know that, but you don't see that on the field, which is really, which is really nice. And especially the jump he made from last year in that, COVID written 60 game season, especially with a pitching staff and having everybody on pitch counts and just, you are not going through the, the third time through life, no matter what, we're, we're, we're not doing that. And pitchers like a guy like Johnny Cueto in, in particular, you know, pushed back, you know, against him, you know, back in, tw- in 2020 saying, yeah, I don't, I was fine. I don't know why, why he took me out. He's telling the media that. And you, and he did it with Kevin Gossman. He pulled him early. And this year, you know, you could tell he he adapted to the players a little bit too. It's so that was very refreshing to see because last year, you know, you and I, Doug, we had come on here every week and questioned that this guy's moves with the bullpen and pulling guys early. So to see that was awesome, like very very cool. And he got better with the bullpen. You know, he managed the bullpen so much better this year and it's not easy these days with, with that three batter rule and I thought he handled that beautifully a lot of help from far on too you know getting guys in that pull, bullpen that had pretty much neutral splits with between lefties and righties so a lot goes into that but but you got to figure you know Kapler ha- has a big say in, in that too and who's coming in so for him to make to make that jump and obviously yeah they won 107 games this year best record in baseball I mean Holy crap. You know, he had something to do with that, obviously. But I just, it was just amazing the jump between last year and this year. That's not even a jump. I mean, that's a, that's, that's the biggest hurdle I think we've ever seen between two seasons. So, yeah, well deserved. We were all skeptical in the beginning, like, like I just said last year, but well deserved extension. And the fact that he didn't get all 30 votes for manager of the year is a, embarrassing in my opinion but hey congrats to him and you know i'm glad he's gonna be here for a while the say hey podcast is sponsored by mantica bedquarters whether you're located in the bay area or the central valley head out to mantica and visit mantica bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from stearns and foster Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. 
Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Chris, thoughts on Gabe Kapler? Well, first, I'd like to, uh, you know, because I'm sure he's listening to the show. I'd like Absolutely. to publicly, I'd like to publicly apologize for being so against his hire. You know, just the off-field stuff, and you know what he did in his his time in Philly. I was just like cringing when he was hired. But you know, two years later, and you know, if if anything doesn't say trust in what Farhan does, just the Kapler hire alone tells you all you need to know. Like it, it's just Rob nailed it. You know, the jump he made to, you know, just almost making the playoffs last year, best record in baseball this year, and just everything. It seemed like everything he did, you know, in part, like he went through stretches where, like, you know, he made the wrong moves bullpen-wise. But you know what? That's going to happen in a 62-game season. You're not going to make every perfect move. But, you know, just like, yeah, that was the easiest, easiest word, I think, of any of them that have going to come out this year was Kapler winning, you know, manager of the year. And he, he deserved the extension. Absolutely deserved it. And, you know, good on him. You know, I'm wondering what uh, Twitter and Facebook and all the social media would have been like in uh, 1999, was it, when uh, Bochi took over? 98? Took over the you Padres? Know. Oh, no, took over the Giants. Oh, 2007. 2000, oh, yeah, I was a decade behind. Yeah, 2007. Sorry, I lost my decade <laughs> there. Yeah, but, you know, because I'm sure people weren't happy about him coming over from San Diego either. I was skeptical. Yeah. Especially especially in, a like, a turnover time of, like, we knew it was going to be the last year of Barry Bonds. And 2007 mm. was, like, the whole season, we knew the Giants were going to be shit. But, like, that entire season was dedicated to one man and one man only, and that was Barry Bonds breaking the all-time home run season record uh, or the all-time career home run record. And, yeah, that was Bochy's first year, and then it was kind of interesting because 08, you know, you get uh, this guy. It's the first year without Bonds, and it's kind of like a new era begins, and Tim Linscombe shows up um, and wins a Cy Young that year. And then 09 is when you really started to, like, see the promise in in the show the future but um yeah 2007 bruce bochy i thought it was kind of cool though too that he was the one that got to present kapler with the award last night i thought that was kind of like a full circle um that was cool it was it was the legitimate passing of the torch yeah yeah i had a question about that did the giants arrange that or was that mlb doing that just doing a nice little nod i was so confused by that I think it's MLB because I'm pretty sure last year when Freddie Freeman won the MVP award, it was Hank Aaron that awarded him it. Oh, okay. They, okay. They, they tend to do stuff like that. 
you know, they'll, they'll have a player from the same or that's played in an organization do it. And, and I think it was only fitting that Bochi did it. You know, like, yeah. like I just said, the passing of the torch by announcing him. It was funny how it went down because Bochi had to wait a few extra minutes for the text message and tell him who it was. That was funny. <laughs> well, yeah, and so Greg Amsinger is like, I love Amsinger. And he was yeah, like, well, this, awesome. is, this is live TV. So, uh, you know, we'll just wait for it. Oh, no, I got it right here. And uh, I just got yeah. the text. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty great. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Special moment. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, congrats, Gabe Kapler, on the extension and the award. Now go win us a freaking World Series. Um, <laughs> hey, so I'll take, I'll take a little blame for this. So last night. In Giants Chatter again. If you're not on Giants Chatter, hit the uh, link in the description below. You can join on Facebook. Um, I posted uh, say hey Q and A, and I we've done this before, Rob, and it was fun. We got a lot of questions last time, but again, it's the off season now, and I posted this kind of late, so I didn't really like. We didn't get a ton of questions in, but we do have a couple, um, especially in regards to the Rule Five deadline that is this Friday the nineteenth, but. Um, let's start off with uh, Brian, Brian Reese. Brian, thank you for your question on Giant Shatter. He said, last season was great, and I'm glad we took the division and won 107 games. But even if it means a regression in the standings, shouldn't we give our ready prospects, i.e. Bart and Ramos, the chance to prove themselves at the major league level rather than find new guys through free agency, put the money into the rotation? Um I'll, I'll kind of start with this one. I, I'm 100% like with this for sure your last sentence. Put the money in the rotation. I, I think that, uh, you know, Farhan's going to look to add a bat or two uh, to this to this team. But, you know, seeing today, like uh, they bring back Brandon Belt. Um, that crushes my dreams of, you know, the Giants going and making a move to get Matt Olson. Um, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> but, you know. It, we're getting a first baseman we know um, is good and uh, he's been around here and they have Crawford back. Um, you know, they picked up the option on Wilmer Flores, uh, you know, so the bats for the most part are still there. You're, you're really just losing, you know, Buster Posey, which of course that's, those are no easy shoes to fill um, especially, you know, behind the plate, let alone in the lineup. But um, I'm a hundred percent with you, Brian. Uh, I, you know, if, if, Farhan's going to spend a lot of money this year. I think it's obvious it's going to be in that starting rotation. Um, hence why, and I'll talk about it at the end, you know, we did our free agent board and the two guys on that board that I have the Giants grabbing are two starting pitchers. Um, I don't think they go get a huge name bat. Uh, but in regards to Bart and Ramos, you know, I'm seeing a lot of like, is Joey Bart finally going to get his chance this year? I mean, I don't, first of all, there's nobody else in the organization that I see catching on a regular basis. I think Kirk Casale, like what we saw with him last year, like that's his role. That's what he fits well is, you know, maybe catching two days a week and um, can pitch hit later in games if they need him to. But I think Joey Bart's going to get a shot in spring training, um, especially now with Posey gone. Uh, in regards to Elliot Ramos, you know, I think – like he went through his struggles and then he succeeded. He finally got up to triple a sack last year. Um, didn't have the greatest of time there, but I think he's at the point where I would expect him to, of course, to start the season in Sacramento. Curious to see how he looks in um, Arizona for spring training. But, you know, if everything goes well, we could see Elliot Ramos at the big league level, 
you know, come June or July. And hopefully he produces well enough that uh, he stays. So, and that would be huge because, you know, he's a big power bat. Um, probably we'll see him in more of a corner outfield spot. But, you know, I think they'll base going and filling in the outfield, um, you know, with how they think Elliot Ramos is going to produce. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on that question. Uh, anybody who wants to go next, take it away. All right. Well, good point about Joey Bart because I had my concerns about that too. Like, are we going to actually get to see him play? Because before Buster Posey announced his retirement, I'm thinking they're going to trade this kid. Like, I was with, yep. They're not going to have a choice. So, yeah, it, I totally agree on that level. It is going to be great to see him finally get a real shot. And I expect him to be the primary catcher. Like, like you said, Doug, Sally catching probably two days a week and, you know, sticking with that role and very good mentor for uh, Bart to uh, be behind. If it's not Buster Posey, you know, Kirk Sally is another good one. And yeah, and Elliot Ramos, yeah, I think we're all kind of ready to see what he can do on the big league level, but there's not really a spot for him right now, which is, that's just kind of how it is. I can definitely see him be the first one called up if Yastrzemski goes down or Duggar goes down, something like that goes down. You know, Lamont Wade goes down because hopefully Lamont, Lamont Wade is playing more just outfield this year, not first base for reasons. So, so yeah, but outside of that, you know, you don't really have any other prospects at the moment who are just chomping at the bit like, OK, we need to get the, these guys on the big league roster because they're just rotting away in in the minor leagues. You know, the, most of the Giants, uh, you know, t- you know, higher prospects are below right now guys like Luciano and and Hunter Bishop still trying to figure out you know where he where he fits in to the whole thing and guys like Luis Matos and you know Kyle Harrison who's that that's the that's the guy I can't wait to see you know but obviously he's not gonna be in the the rotation anytime you know soon I mean probably another year or two but yeah I'm with that put the money in the rotation like you nailed that Doug you know a guy who we all talked about Verlander just got taken off the market today. One year's 25, you know, back with Houston. So that was a guy who was on all of our radars, I think, you know, immediately gone. So it's going to be interesting to see how they want to devy out all this freed up cash with Posey's retirement and Johnny Cueto, you know, declining his option. And, and they have a ton of money, man, to, you know, throw somewhere. And hopefully it's, it's in that rotation. I couldn't agree more, Brian. Chris, what do you think? Absolutely, the money should be thrown in the rotation. You know, the thing with Bart, one of the things I've heard a lot of since Posey retired, you know, was um, handing him the job in 2022 was the job he did in 2020. Well, what I think about that is there's a big difference. 2020, it was a last-minute thing. Posey opted out near the end of spring training and then it was like, okay, we're going to send you the minor, see what's going on. He didn't have a full off-season to work with these pitchers. He has an entire off-season to work with, you know, Webb and, you know, the bullpen guys and, you know, the four starters they bring in for next year. And, you know, as Rob, you touched on, he has Casali. He had nobody to lean on last year. He had Chadwick Trump. <laughs> Heineman, Heineman. Oh, yeah. You know, like, he, he didn't have that veteran 
veteran catcher back there to help him through. And, and that hurt him. So I, I think there's going to be a big difference between the Joey Bart we see in 22 and the Joey Bart we see in 20. Because, you know, just the whole offseason and knowing that he has that chance. You know, because like I said, he did not know he had the chance in 2020 because it was all about Posey opting out. Well, now there's no excuses. And I'm with you. Before Posey opted or retired, I thought Bart was gone. I was I was looking up packages to send him and who else ever to Miami for, you know, one of those starters. Mm-hmm. And then the moment Posey retired, it was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm done looking for that trade. And you know, and Ramos, yeah, Ramos is there's no spot for him. You know, it's gonna be one of those, you know, like you said, May, June, midseason. You know, maybe they send somebody out in a trade, you know, to remove two guys from the 40 man and or I mean the active roster. We'll get to that 40 man part after. But uh you know, yeah, I, I don't see him breaking the, the the season with the club. I just don't. There's no spots. There's too many outfielders right now. You have Ruff, uh, Yastrzemski, Duggar, maybe Slater. I believe they both have no options left. I th- I'm pretty sure Duggar's out of options. Uh, plus Wade, and uh, that's about it. So there's no real spot for him. I know I left somebody out, and that was purposely because I don't think he's a giant in two weeks. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, so I, I think it's better off just letting him start the year in Sacramento, get his get his reps in, you know, work his way up and force their hand. Say, look what I'm doing down here. You can't keep me here. You know, this player's struggling at the plate. Let me come. Let me show you. And well, and so, I, yeah. And I'm a big believer, and I've said it before on this podcast, you know, like especially guys that are trying to make their way through the farm system. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you struggle. And then I want to see you fix your struggles and start succeeding again and then make your way up. You know, like Ramos kind of had an up and down year last year. Like I, I believe he started off playing okay in sack and then he went through a struggle and he never like really like fully came out of it. So I'm excited to see like his first like 25, 30 games for the River Cats. Like I want to see him, um, you know, how he does uh, – coming out and if he figures things out then all right let's give him a shot especially if you know that outfield is kind of up and down um in san francisco so brian thank you for your question appreciate it um that's a great point i never thought of it that way you know about seeing a guy do well struggle and then come back yeah you know and that since you mentioned it that way that makes a lot of sense i wouldn't want to see a guy rake you know the whole time and come up and struggle because you don't know how he's gonna he's gonna adapt you gotta so, yeah, just gotta fix things. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome point. And play, wait, hold on. One second. And plus, I think, I think Ramos is he'd be roll five draft eligible if the Giants don't call him up here pretty soon, right? Well, guess what, Rob? We're getting there right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no, no. You're good. No, no. It, I, I wanted to transition to that because Ramos is like probably right at the top of this list of what we're about to talk about. So, um, yeah. our guy Brooks, who you know he's been on here one, two, nine times, um, <laughs> and also Giants chatter co admin. Um, and Joel Flick, or Joel Fick, I'm sorry, on Giants Chatter as well. Um, I'll kind of just combine them together. Brooks said, deadline to protect from Rule 5 is this Friday. Which players do you think the Giants will add? Which players will they make room 
uh, will they boot to make room on the 40? And then, yeah, Joel said, very interested to see who we protect for Rule 5. I don't see any unknowns on the Fall League that are at risk. We will be forced to protect. Well, guess what? I have the list of giants in front of me that need to be added um, to the 40-man uh, to be protected. I'm pretty sure I want to double-check that I have this correct. Hold on. This is from Jonathan Mayo, who's like, you know, one of the head honcho guys at MLB um, to really look at uh, regards of prospects. So um, I we were talking before we came on here, and, you know, the Giants, I believe, especially after signing or uh, bringing back Belt today officially, um, they stand at 39. Is that what we came up with? And we don't know why. We were looking at it on the Giants, like, site, the 40-man roster, and they have Donovan Solano on there, who is, you know, an unrestricted free agent. So he shouldn't be on the active 40-man roster, at least not until he's signed, if they br- decide to bring him back. Um, so 39 guys on there. And I was, uh, we were looking at it and there were 20 pitchers and there were 20 positional players. Um, and there's only the two catchers. It's Barton Casali that are on the active, uh, 40 man roster. So, um, you know, I, I, we look at this, there are a couple arms that we see that could be expendable, you know, to be designated for assignment DFA. There are a couple guys that are questionable on the outfield that are on the 40 man roster. Um, I feel, I feel like this is going to be hard to do like in 10 to 15 minutes, because this is something that could like go, this could be a whole episode and it probably (laughs) should be, but we'll at least get started on it tonight. Uh, and then Rob, maybe we'll, we'll dedicate a whole rule five episode next Mm -hmm. week or something. Um, so the guys I have in front of me that listed from Jonathan, from Jonathan Mayo, we got Elliot Ramos, Seth Corey, Sean Jelly. Luis Toribio, Ricardo Genevis, um, or Genevieve, sorry, Prelander Baroa, Blake Rivera, and Tristan Beck. Um, these are all really pretty. These are like some of these are the higher end prospects in the Giants organization, um, you know, and they'd have to be protected by Friday. Otherwise, they are subject to the Rule 5, which means they could basically be taken away uh, by another team. And I think to be Rule 5 eligible, you have to be. Uh, in a system for, is it three years, I believe? And if you're not added to that 40 man in that time, you are subject to the rule five. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I think Chris is looking that up to confirm for me. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So, yeah, I mean, so let's look at what we have here first. Let's look at pitchers. We have Jose Alvarez. He'll be on there. Caleb Berger is a question mark. Tyler Beatty is a huge question mark. I think he's probably gone. John Brevia, also a question mark. So the Berger, Beatty, and Brevia. So anybody that has the last name that starts with the letter B, you're probably B gone. No, I'm playing. Uh, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, Kervin Castro, uh, he'll be back. Sam Delaplane, we didn't see him pitch really this year, he, but I think Farhan likes him. He brought him in. Um, not sure on his options currently, but could be a guy that we see in the bullpen or in Sacramento. Camilo Duvall. Um, he'll be there. Harleen Garcia will be there. Hunter Harvey is on the 40 man roster. And this is a guy that Farhan claimed, I believe like two weeks ago. Um, and I think of those three guys, uh, Hunter Harvey, Austin Dean, and, uh, Joe Palumbo. Like, I really think Hunter Harvey from what I hear has a good shot at possibly making the bullpen out of camp, uh, this next year, 
throws high high 90s he's uh you know he's gonna be 27 in a couple weeks so he's still fairly young um coming from the Orioles so Jay Jackson they picked up that option so that means they want him around uh Dominic Leone will probably be back Zach Littell will probably be back Sammy Long who knows I'm just gonna go through all these and I'll get your guys thoughts I know I'm rambling I'm sorry I'm trying not to make this like an hour and a half. <laughs> so, uh, Junior, it's actually pronounced Junior, I believe, at least according to Brooks. So, if it's not pronounced Junior, uh, we'll blame Brooks. Uh, Junior Marte was added to the 40 man two weeks ago, I believe. So, he's obviously probably not going anywhere. Jake McGee will be there. Daniel Nunez, um, I know the Giants are really high on him. I don't think he's going anywhere. Palumbo. Sure rule five pick. With yeah. Nunez. That's correct. From yep. the was he the Yankees he came from? Mets. Mets. I knew it was New York. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, Palumbo, they just got who knows? Tyler Rogers will be back. Gregory Santos will probably be back. Logan Webb, he sucks. They'll probably let him go. I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, those are 20 pitchers right now that are currently on the 40 man roster. Um, Chris, what I mean, what do you think? I mean, with these guys here, like who's subject to possibly go? I'll try and make this a little smaller so you can see it. Hold on. Here we go. Um, there we go. What do you think? You're muted. I think I go. think you're right. Sorry about that. I think there you're right you. about Berger, Beattie, Brebia. Uh, those are definitely names to look at that could be gone. Um, Sammy Long, I'm not sure. They might want to keep him, you know, stretch him out, have another starter, give him more innings. You know, not have him go two, three innings if he comes up. Uh, Delaplane, don't know much about him. Harvey absolutely is going to be in the bullpen. I've seen him a bit when he was with Baltimore facing the Jays, and he's got a pretty live arm. So he's somebody I could see at the back. Jay Jackson is actually somebody I'm wondering about because they picked up his option, and he's not making much money. I think he's making probably close to the league minimum. So by cutting him, you're not really losing much. So if they did the DFA him, it wouldn't cost them much. So he he could be a very interesting one as well. But yeah, the three Bs for sure. I would be shocked if BD's back. I think uh, the team has given up on him. I think he's a definite change of scenery candidate. Well, Rob and I, I gave think- up on him when we were in high school, and that was 13 that's, years ago. That's so. how it seems. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I th- I think he's a uh, definite change of scenery character guy. Brebia, eh, for you know the first signing last year by far. Eh, I don't I don't see him back. I didn't. I wasn't impressed by what I seen last year, despite you know the overusage or whatever. But I I think those three guys. I'll, I'll be shocked if they're still here come Monday. Rob, any thoughts on the current arms in the forty man? No, I think uh, I think Chris nailed it. I'm right there with him. You know, Brebia was a it was a promising project this year, and he got put in some live, some pretty live situations. You know, right at the gates, and they stretched him hard, like almost too much, and it didn't work out. So he's a good candidate to be gone. I think BD, like you said, we've been waiting for him to be gone since we you know graduated high school. It feels like you know, and uh, yeah, Sam Sammy Long, I I think. Like Chris said, he's going to be one they're going to want to keep around because, yeah, he was a starter. You know, I put quotes around that, but he never went more than two, three innings 
you know, even when he did get the start, whether he plays good or not. So I, I think, think they, they want have, to see more from him. I think they have bigger plans for him. So yeah. I expect him to hang around. I was honestly, I was a little surprised they they uh, picked up Jay Jackson's op- option with 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 the other guys that are going to be, you know, on the on this on this forty man table. But you know, so yeah, like you said, he he's coming back. A little, a little surprising and and um. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about Hunter Harvey. I just took a peek at his minor league stats, and oh my god, you know that yeah, that dude is like twenty like twenty seven now, and that 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 dude has been through the freaking ringer, you know, of pitching pitching for the Orioles and a, a lot of minor league work, and so it's that's pretty clear that Faron and the Scott Harris have done their due diligence on him. So I definitely expect him to be part of next year's bull, bullpen because he's. He could be this year's or next year's John Brebia. I think he 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 could be part of that role because they were so high on Brebia and we waited for him and it just didn't work out. But but yeah, other than that, you know, I I think I think they're they're pretty set. It sucks it didn't work out for BD, but you know it it is what it is. And and Berger is could simply just be be the, the odd man out out as well. You know, there's might not be a spot for him. So let's kind of like let's break it down and see. And it doesn't it doesn't exactly have to be twenty and twenty, but I think that's kind of an ideal, you know, twenty arms, twenty bats on the forty man. So let's just eliminate like like we have. Well, they're at thirty nine right now. So let's add Ramos because he's for sure going to get added to the forty man. So let's say they add Ramos. We're at forty, right? Um. Seth Corey, they're definitely going to hold on to. Sean Jelly's the closest thing in the minors, you know, as a prospect starter. They're going to hold on to him too. Um, the other pitchers, you know, Burrow, Rivera, and Beck. Um, I know the Giants are high on all of them, but um, you know, uh, do we agree though that maybe like uh, let's say Beatty's gone, Brevi is gone, they let him walk. There's two, so that's thirty-eight. Berger's gone. That's 37. And then I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they DFA Jay Jackson, but he clears waivers and he goes back to sack and he's insurance. I think that, I think that's what they would like with Jay Jackson. And he probably under, he probably knows that like, Hey, it's probably going to be a lot like this last season where, you know, you may be a call up, you know, maybe even earlier rather than later, but we want you here for insurance and we know that we can rely on you. Um, so that would be what four, and that would put you at 36. So arms wise, you know, they add Corey jelly. That'd be 38. I know Prelander Broa had a fantastic year in San Jose. They're not letting him go. No. And then I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know a ton about Rivera and Beck. Um, I, I would I would think Beck's they're from a the higher. area, right? I was gonna say they may be a little higher on Tristan Beck. Yeah, because um, he went to Stanford, wasn't it? Possibly. But the, he, these guys all in front of us are are rule five eligible if if they're not added. So that would put us back at 40. So Corey, Jelly, uh, Ramos, and Beck. And and so that's that's like half of them right there. And that's just getting rid of the arms. So are we like, does that sound like we can kind of all agree on those names? Probably getting let go. I think Bear, so. I think, yeah. Beatty, 
Brevia and I think Jackson, which would eliminate his 40 spot, even though they, they could bring him back. I think so. I think those will be the guys gone. Yeah. And, yeah. and we don't know a ton about Joe Palumbo yet either, but he's one of the guys off our and just claimed. So I, I got, I got to believe, you know, he didn't claim him for no reason. But it is Farhan, though. He has been known to do that. Claim guys and then, you know, let them go to, yeah. you know, bring somebody else in. You know, his yeah. roster churning. So, you know, any of those guys, you know, aside from Harvey, you know, Palumbo or uh, Austin Dean. Austin could, Dean. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. You know, these, these guys could be let go just as quick as they were picked up, right? Yeah. So, infielders, we have Belt, Crawford, Dubon, Estrada, Flores, Listella. Longoria and Vossler. Um, that is again, we're excluding Donovan Solano because I, I don't know why he's on here. He's technically an unrestricted free agent. Um, uh, let's look back here. I know we're doing this like straight up, which is kind of whatever, but um, they do have Luis Toribio. Do we do we add Ricardo Genovese to the 40 man? Um because I, I would assume that he's probably going to be the guy in at probably Richmond to start the year, maybe. Um, and could be a long shot to to get called up for that third guy. They may bring in a free agent too. I don't know. Well, yeah, the thing is, like saying. you just like you just mentioned about the forty man. Right now, the forty man for catchers is Casali and Bart. So, you know, it, it wouldn't be the worst idea to add a third catcher for the 40 men. You know, look at 2020, you know, when Posey opted out, there was no catchers on the 40 men. Yeah. You know, they had to add Trump and Bart to the roster, sign Heineman. So, you know, I, I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world to, you know, add Genovese, even if he is going to start in double A, you know, just have, have that insurance policy. If something happens to Kesali or Bart, you don't want to be running around looking, right? Yeah, you know, or you're desperate, you know, teams will be like, oh, they're desperate. I can, you know, get this for, you know, my mediocre catcher, even though a week ago I could have probably given him five bucks. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I think <laughs> it would be a good idea to add Genevieve just because of the insurance policy of having a third catcher on the 40 men. Yeah. And, and Genevieve is coming off easily his his best year and like you said with the with the uh, thin depth of catcher and the organization as a whole right now it'd be hard to hard to not put him on the 40 man and keep him around at this point are we sold that and i think i i know the three of us but i think far on too i mean he brought him in like tyro Estrada. not only is going to be on this 40 man still but he's going to compete for some playing time um next year i i was really impressed with him this year, and again, he's only going to be 26 by the start of this next season. Um, are are we sold that Jason Bossler's back next year, or is he still under contract? I'd have to look him up. Um, let me see here. I know this is very bad podcast etiquette. I'm sorry, um, but let me see. So he is. I think he's still pre-arbitration. So he's set to like make 575k. Yeah, he's he's still under club control. So Vossler's Vossler will be there. Um, I think they like his versatility, what he does. I mean, he has the potential power bat. He did show a little bit of power this year. So do we agree, too, that Vossler's probably going to be on this 40-man as well still? 
think he showed enough. I think he's going to be back. I think so. I, I think so. You know, he can play first, third, some outfield, you know, left-handed bat. I think so. And Estrada, yeah, absolutely. I will be absolutely stunned. The only way Estrada is not back is if he's part of a big trade. Like, he, so, he, yeah. Is this yeah. guy a I trade see, option? I, a trade piece option? I, I could see. Like, what, uh, what do they do with Mauricio Dupont? I, I, you know what? Speaking of Estrada, I was thinking, you know, that Estrada could replace Solano, what Solano did, but I, I think Estrada moved past Dubon on the uh, depth chart. So, yeah, you know what? Absolutely. I you value know, Estrada a, ahead of Dubon right now for sure. Yeah, me too. So, you can have somebody like, I don't know, Cincinnati, who, you know, needs a shortstop. Or was looking for a shortstop, you know, and is looking to shed some payroll, you know, yeah. add Maurizio to something, I guess. And but yeah, oh, absolutely. I think uh, Dubon's fallen off, and we seen that by the end of the year. You know, when they needed a middle infielder, it was Estrada that was called up, not Dubon. Yeah, yeah, and he so, wasn't even really discussed, you know, no, like, like like from anybody, like from Bagger right. to Pavlovich. I mean, I mean, it, it was almost like he fell off the face of the earth. You know, yeah. oh, absolutely, and, and he hit well though in Sacramento. Yeah, like, he, when he got he, set, he, obviously that's not the same, but yeah, I think the Giants showed like they had trust in Estrada. Not only he could play third, third, short, second, um, but they put him left in the field. outfield a few times yep. too. Yeah, and left. So I think they and do he value came up Estrada. with some big hits. He came up with some big hits. He had that mm-hmm. three homer game, that grand slam in Arizona. Mm-hmm. You know, so like he he didn't just come fill a spot on the bench. He actually contributed. Yeah, he he kind of yeah you know, he 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 took that spot basically. You know, more than I think Dubon Dubon no. lost it, and Dubon fell out of favor for a, a lot of things. I, I think mainly his base running and just his decision making. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, Estrada he took it. Yeah. So, so look, du- Dubon's actually yeah, you're right. I never even thought of him until you uh, just pointed it out. He is somebody we should definitely be keeping an eye on. And I, I don't think they'll just DFA him. I think he's definitely no. a guy. They'd want to get something for him if he's not yeah. going to be on the 40-man. Um, but, uh, you know, not, so the infielders are pretty, you know, pretty set at the big league level. But now we're looking at the outfield, and we have some guys here that could very much not be on this roster come, um, you know, March, February, March. Jalen Davis, I mean, he's gotten several chances. I know he's had some health problems. He does, you know, he does hit for power, but he could definitely be a DFA uh, candidate. Um, I have no idea what Farhan wants to do with Austin Dean. He just brought him in. Alex Dickerson. um, He's gone. He's, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to be gone. He is gone. Yeah, so uh, we can take him off this list. Uh, Steven Duggar is arguably the best defender out of all these guys and had a great year uh, against right-handed pitching. The Giants love to do the platoon thing. Steven Duggar will be there. Um, Luis Gonzalez, this is a guy they they brought in. um, Wasn't it during the season still? I think so. I believe. Um, I don't know anything about him either. You know, this is a great uh, podcast. You know, these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. (laughs) Uh, The Giants love Darren Ruff. Um, he'll be there. Slater, I think they'll err on the side of, hey, you know, this dude just absolutely rakes lefties. Austin Slater, I think, will be back again. When he Wade, gets hot, he gets hot. He gets hot. Wade will be, be there. Yastrzemski will be there. Yes. Slater will be expendable 
when they trade for uh sure or, uh, no not trade i'm sorry sign starling marte oh okay oh rob all right a little bold prediction there huh uh oh just in no i'm just kidding um <laughs> so but here's the thing so let's just say let's just say davis is gone um dickerson i don't know, any, I don't know anything about Gonzalez. yeah dickerson so that's two i mean i'm looking at the rule five options and we already saved ramos Corey, jelly um beck and genevieve's you know, I know they're really high on Luis Trebio, and he's kind of a corner guy, right? Like he's third base, and they don't have a ton of them yeah. in the in the system, so they're gonna want to keep Luis Trebio. I think they could almost save all these guys if they get rid of the guys that we said that they could get rid of. Um, what is that, Chris? Do you have a little breaking news or something? What's going on? What's that? No, not really breaking news, Scott. <laughs> Just Scott Harris on KMBR says they're hoping to close one or two deals in the next week. Oh my god! Oh that my was Starling Marte. We're gonna be here. We're not. We're gonna record for the next week straight so we can break it. Live. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hey, well that's exciting. I mean, uh, yep. I I hope I hope that happens. I'm sure it will. I mean, I don't, I don't think Harris would come out and say that publicly on the flagship no. station without you know any merit behind it. So, yeah, um, we can go on and on. We're over an hour now. Need to start rapping, but I, I think there's a very good chance that all the guys subject to the rule five Ramos, Corey, Jelly, Toribio, Genevieve, Baroa, Rivera, and Beck. There's a good chance that most, if not all, these guys are protected. Um, would you guys be Seven. surprised? Would you guys be surprised if two of these guys are left off? I would be. Um, I think you're gonna see seven guys off and these eight guys are okay. Agreed. I uh from what I've heard about Toribio, future DH, right? Toribio looked, pr- looked pretty good in San Jose for when, when I watched him. So they ba- the play third base as well, right? Yeah, and it's a th- like, yeah. like like Doug said, that's a thin position right now in the organization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. both corners. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I can't see them not you know protecting all eight guys, and you know we just had a pretty easy job removing seven guys from the forty man. So I, I then again, we're not being paid to do that. I apologize if you're listening. This was kind of scattered all over the place, but this was tough because we had to go back and forth between the screens. I'm just trying to like visually explain it. So we did the best we can, but that was actually more fun than I thought it would be. I, 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 that is fun stuff to do. I know, I know uh, Brooks and Steven love that stuff too. So, um, you know, we do have, like we pre-mentioned on here, the CBA is set to expire uh, at midnight Eastern time, I believe on December 1st, which means there is very much an opportunity that we will have a work stoppage um, in major league baseball. We will uh, do an episode um, regarding uh, what's going on with the CBA soon. Also, just if you haven't seen it yet again, go on Giants chat on Facebook. Uh, we've been doing our most wanted uh, free agents. We just started uh, starting pitching wanting today wanted today. And Chris started us off with the great lefty Carlos Rodon as his number one um, starting pitcher desire. And we'll be doing that for the next week or so. Uh, So make sure you're checking that out. And also, we did a really cool thing where we did uh, the top 15 free agents, according to, um, you know, mixed sources and uh, where we thought they would be going destination wise. So um, cool stuff. Looking forward to the offseason. Hopefully, we're not missing too much time with the uh, CBA stuff going on. So, 
Chris, man, it was fun having you on again. We appreciate you coming on. And, hey, thanks um, for having me. Absolutely. And, you know, it's good, good little future going on here, man. Giants and Blue Jays, your two teams going on. And uh, again, like Chris is Chris is in, in Canada. Like he's a legit, uh, legit Blue Jays fan. So we got to give that to him. Congrats on Robbie Ray's side, man. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I finally get my dream that uh, I have a Blue Jays Giants World Series because, you know, I live in Toronto, but I'm going to have a lot of upset people seeing all, all that orange and black I'm repping in that World Series. So if it if that happened, you're rooting oh, Giants. Oh, I'm 100% Giants. That boy. They're going <laughs> to kick you out, man. They're going to kick you out. Then you got to yeah. come back. Yeah, hey, I don't mind. But yeah, absolutely. Nah, I find people, they're I, way I, too been, nice there. They'd never kick him out. Yeah, they'd say sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, like, sorry. Yeah. But no, I, I've said it for 28 years. It would it would totally be the Giants. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, Chris, thanks for coming on. Rob, it was good having you back, brother. Yeah. Looking forward to doing the next episode. Next episode will be episode 60, dude. Isn't that crazy? Woo. Episode 60. So it's flying. Yep. For Say Hey Rob and Chris and Say Hey Doug, thanks for stopping by and go Giants. Go Giants. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are down, it's bye-bye, baby. History's in the making at Candlestick Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.